We'll be running through our ABCs today on this episode of Technology Industry Focus. Hello, fools. Uh, This is Vince Shen coming to you from Alexandria, Virginia. I'm filling in for Sean today, uh, and I have with me Dylan Lewis, and we will be talking about Google's big reorg this week. Yes, we will. Uh, You know, I heard you pause there for a second when you were saying what edition of the show it was. (laughs) I I know you were tempted to say consumer goods. Habits die hard. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we'll be talking about Google's Alphabet announcement today. for those of you that don't know, Google is going to be reorganizing under a new name, Alphabet, and separating uh, its money-making businesses from its moonshot ones. So, largely, we'll be seeing the Google ad and internet properties separated from some of their more uh, tertiary businesses. Yeah, this is huge news. I think this is probably the top headline for quite some time in yeah. business news in general. You know, it's Google after all, and this is a huge reorg for them. So, what's um the management situation kind of look going to look like with some of the founders. Yeah, so Larry Page is going to run Alphabet with uh, Sergey Brin. Uh, so the two of them are the co-founders, um, and so they will step up and run Alphabet. Uh, Sundar Pichai, uh, who had been the senior VP in charge of products, will now be the CEO of Google. Uh, and like I said, that's going to encompass all of the internet products. Um, so Android, Search, YouTube, Apps, Maps, Ads, Gmail, etc. Uh, and just in terms of a general breakout of what to expect for the subdivisions within Alphabet, um, like I said, we have Google with the search and internet properties, and then Google X, which is some of their major technological advancements in that lab. Uh, Calico, which is a healthcare anti-aging research. Fiber, uh, which is broadband, internet, and cable. Google Ventures, uh, which is their venture capital investment arm. Google Capital, which is capital investments and some late-stage tech venture capital. And lastly, Nest, uh, which is smart home products. Okay, so those you know they're going to be running those kind of like independently now under the umbrella of Alphabet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how they might have come around this name? Um, yeah. So Larry Page in a blog post said, uh, "We like the name Alphabet because it means a collection of letters that represent language, one of humanity's most important innovations, and is the core of how we index Google search. We also like that it means Alpha hyphen Bet." And in parentheses, alpha is the investment return above the benchmark, which we strive for. So I think that was a nice way to both be googly and kind of fun and culturally and uh, also appeal to investors a little bit with the announcement. Sure, sure. Play on words. Um, I'm I'm kind of surprised. I figured that maybe they would make Google the parent company and have everything you know beneath that. But I guess you're just going to go with a whole new name. Yeah, I think the naming convention is to make it clear that... Uh, Google Search is a subsidiary, and you know, like all of the internet properties are uh, their own okay. thing and they're standalone. So I think it was just a, a point of differentiation for them. Uh, and looking into some of the reasons for the change, uh, also in that blog post, Larry Page wrote, uh, "We are not intending for this to be a big consumer brand with related products. Uh, the whole point is that Alphabet companies should have independence and develop their own brands." And you want to look at some of the major reasons for this breakdown. Uh, I think part of it is just that it's more sensible in terms of managing the current portfolio of projects that they're working on. Uh, you know, you look at the, some of the internet property stuff that they do, and then some of their moonshot healthcare stuff, and they are just totally unconnected. And so, in a lot of ways, it makes sense to have management teams set up that can specialize in that and are less uh, less tethered to the you know the Google search type thing, or, you know, they're independent, so why not run them as independent? No, that's great. And I I think that probably will, I think, uh, give investors some relief, too, because, you know, the 
Google search business being much more stable, you know, cash cow kind of business is going to be very different. Some of those moonshots that you mentioned, Mm -hmm. having that clarity between the segments is very important. Yeah. And within this breakdown, I think each independent company is given a little bit more autonomy. Um, You know, they can give each operating division a little bit more leeway in their decision making and some of their business decisions. Um, I think another big thing, and this is something I think they kind of hinted at with their blog post, is that it's a big step for talent retention. So uh, one of the things that they said in the announcement was that it offers them the opportunity to reach management scale. And so you look at someone like Sundar Pichai, who you know has been at the company for I think 10 or 11 years at this point. Um, he goes from being a product manager to being an executive. And you know within the Silicon Valley realm, like, it's a big ego boost, and it's a big way to keep someone at a company. You know, there's so much poaching going on in the tech world that uh, it's it's huge for them in terms of talent management. Absolutely. Um, some of the other big things that I think uh, kind of motivated the change, uh, I think it's a push towards transparency. Uh, you look at like a holding company type structure. Uh, so you can expect in the fourth quarter of this year to start seeing financial breakouts uh, along the holding company. Uh, you know, style. Uh, we might have to wait a little while. I don't think it'll be coming this quarter, but next one. Um, and you know, so we'll be able to see the results for Google specifically broken out. And you know, I think in the past it's been kind of this guessing game. Like we've known ninety percent roughly of money coming in was through ad revenue. Uh, but with separating out Google's core business from these separate ones, I think you can eliminate some of the uncertainty about the stability of their cash cow. Um, and I think lastly, and this is something. Uh, I just caught earlier today, um, there is a liability aspect of this. So, as independent subsidiaries, each major segment is kind of shielded from the other ones. And so, you know, were something to go like catastrophically wrong with one of Google's moonshot projects or something like that, there is some shielding there. And, um, you know, that that's always nice to have if you're operating a multi billion dollar business. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. All right, so before we move on to the second part of our discussion, I wanted to make our listeners aware of a special offer. So if you found this discussion informative and interesting, um, and you're looking for more foolish stock ideas, Stock Advisor might be the service for you. It's our flagship newsletter service started more than 10 years ago by our Motley Fool co-founders, Tom and David Gardner. Uh, We're offering the lowest price for our industry-focused listeners, $98 for a two-year subscription to the service. You'll get stock recommendations every month with insight from a team of analysts. Go to focus.fool.com to take advantage of the deal. Once again, that's focus.fool.com. So, uh, for this second part of the discussion, uh, I think we should take it down to like the investor level, ultimately mm-hmm. see what kind of impact this has for people who are current Google shareholders or prospective ones. Mm-hmm. What do you think? So, uh, Google had a nice little stock pop uh, immediately following the announcement. I think they were up just a little over 5% uh, earlier this week. And, you know, they've sustained some of that. Um, so, I think the market was obviously happy about this, and I think to a certain extent that goes back to what I was talking about before with transparency. Um, you know, this reminds me a lot of what we saw after Amazon decided to break out its AWS segment. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, you have these potentially very lucrative businesses running in the background for a while. People want insight into exactly what's going on with them, and once they get that signal that. Uh, that's going to happen. I, I think there's just a lot of enthusiasm in the market, so that's great. Um, in terms of just some of the mechanics behind what's going on, uh, all shares of Google will automatically convert to the same number of shares of Alphabet, and they will have all of the same rights. Uh, the two classes of shares will continue to trade on the Nasdaq as G O O G L and G O O G. So no disruption there in terms of looking up your tickers. Okay. 
Um, and I think one of the, the funniest things about this is like, you know, so you think of Google as this huge tech company and, uh, you know, their footprint's massive. But with this name change, the properties for Alphabet.com and Twitter were not owned by Google. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, so, so at Alphabet and, uh, and Alphabet.com are, Alphabet.com is actually a BMW property. Oh, wow. Which is funny. And I, I tried to visit it today, and it was just timing out. <laughs> They've gotten absolutely inundated with traffic. Oh, which, wow. Which is pretty interesting. Um, so if you are looking for more information uh, in the coming months, you can go to abc.xyz. That's where they're hosting all that. Uh, so that is the Umbrella Company website. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I guess that makes sense. You know, At this point in time, like pretty much any social media handle that you can think of and all the good URLs are already taken. So, yeah. you know, I'm sure they'll probably be trying to fatten some people's wallets to, to take over those. Yeah, we were, we were talking the other day about how blown away we were that one of our writers had the Twitter handle at market or at markets, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, well, it, you're always blown away when you see someone who has something so simple. Yeah, they, 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 he must have been a pretty early uh, like member of for Twitter yeah. in order to get that because now it has to have some crazy combination of numbers or something to get it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with this reorganization, um, I guess to try and help investors understand it better, I, is it possible for us to basically compare this to any other companies out there that might be operating under a similar structure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of major outlets have drawn a parallel with Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway. Um, and I, I think part of that is that Larry Page has cited Berkshire as a model in the past. Uh, you know, it's, it's come up in conference calls. Uh, and just some of his public statements. And I think there are some similarities there. Um, so both firms are pretty low on their debt load, uh, generate a ton of cash. Uh, neither has ever paid out dividends uh, or bought back shares. Uh, they both have two share classes, which ensure founders maintain control of the companies. Um, and there's some financial flexibility and autonomy, like we talked about a little bit before, uh, that comes with the structure that allows both of them to make long-term bets, make big acquisitions, things like that. But I think there are some major differences that people are overlooking. Uh, so while Alphabet's businesses operate independently, they are not going to be financially independent. You know, you have to remember about ninety percent of Google's revenue comes from its ad revenue. Right? Okay, and so that is still largely going to be uh, what drives all of the capital allocation. Sure. And um, yeah, something we were talking about before the show is historically they've maintained a ratio of about seventy percent uh, allocated towards core businesses about 20% to adjacent businesses, so things that are related to internet but not directly uh, tied to the search property, things like that, mm-hmm. and then 10% to more of these like moonshot-type projects. And one of the things that will be really interesting is just to know, you know are they going to maintain that balance moving forward? Uh, I'm guessing yes, because it's worked in the past, mm-hmm. but um, it will be interesting to see you know, if, if they have to alter that a little bit now that they're providing some more transparency with their financial reporting. Um, and I think one of the other major differences between what we're seeing with Google Alphabet and uh, you know the parallel here of Berkshire Hathaway is that the underlying businesses are very different. So Google is very heavily invested in these speculative money losers that could pan out and be moonshot projects down the road yes. know, and, and turn into these huge revenue drivers. Uh, while Berkshire has this near like pathological obsession with value investments, of course, you know, and course. so so they are looking for things that are undervalued and that they know that they can just capitalize on it. And so uh, fundamentally, the business approaches are very different. Yes, um, structurally there are a ton of similarities, but I, I I wouldn't go so far as to say that Google is becoming like the Berkshire of tech. Um, I still think it's a really interesting comparison, but yeah, that some of those fundamental differences in ideology almost. 
yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that they're you know pairing up too too much. Yeah. So all right. Well, thank you very much, Dylan. Um, I great discussion. I think this is a very cool topic. There's a lot of different layers for uh, for people to explore. You're interested in investing or current shareholders. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, uh, to close out as always, people in the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and uh, Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against uh, these stocks. So don't buy or sell them based solely on what you hear. Otherwise, thanks for listening and full on.